ladies and gentlemen and all genders outside and in between, welcome back to Thirsty Work, the all-new sex education podcast. Tonight, I'm joined by Roxy Royale, and we're going to be discussing the tantalizing subject of burlesque. Mm, it's thirsty work. Hello, the you spectacular specimens of humankind. It is Valen Vane back with Thirsty Work, and I'm joined by the exquisite Roxy Royale here. How's it going, Roxy? How are you doing? Good, I'm well, thank you. You're doing well, yeah? yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing very, very well. It's uh, It's been a long time since I've seen you, to be fair. It's, it's been, been a while. In fact, it was your last show. February? I think, I think no. it was, yeah. yeah. You were yeah. at that one? No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't at Halloween. that one, Halloween? Halloween? Is that how long it's, it's been? Halloween, yeah. Oh, good <laughs> lord. This is outrageous. Half That's That is... Just, time flies when you're busy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> do too much. <laughs> we just, too many things. I'm just like, oh, wow. Uh, how have I managed to let time get away with me again? Um, but oh, that happens all the time. That happens all the time. But you were the actually the person that got me into burlesque all that time ago. Many, many moons ago. It's been a long time. Yeah. We did a... We did a few shows together. We did, but before that, so my introduction to burlesque was terrible, (laughs) if I'm completely honest with you. (laughs) It was like years and years when I was in university, I went to a burlesque show and I was was all dressed up because the only thing I really knew about burlesque, it was like a a 50s pinupy yeah pinupy yeah. thing so i was like okay i'll i'll wear the suit and okay. go all out um and it was in like a gentleman's club and it was just full of old men in polo shirts oh. and a couple of young ladies taking their kit off at the front and i was like i'm here in a three-piece suit um <laughs> this is this is different so i i kind of given up on burlesque after that point and then i met you and then we did aerial and bits and pieces together and then your life was forever changed and then my life was forever <laughs> changed i realized how much i wanted rip off clothing and it was <laughs> it was fantastic no it was really really good it was, it definitely opened my eyes to a whole load of different things i wasn't expecting but what got you into burlesque i i just finished college um and i was going to uni to do dance and aerial and i wanted to kind of experience as much as possible Oh, right. So I'd been brought up with the classic ballet tap, modern and contemporary okay. stage school dance. And I thought there's a whole world out there of stuff that I don't know. So I did a six week course in burlesque. I did a six oh, week right. course in belly dancing. I did a little showgirl course. I did everything. But I burlesque just stuck because it was like creative and I could just do whatever. Yeah, because it okay before we go down all kinds of tangents and stuff <laughs> do you want to explain what burlesque is for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what it is because obviously we've been doing it for years and i'm like ah well, it's all these things but what would what is burlesque good question <laughs> <laughs> um there's there's quite a few different uh definitions like if you look historically um to burlesque i mean to parody um Burlesque has often got either a political or a parody element to it. Oh, is that where the origins come from? Is like a parody of stuff. Yeah, to burlesque, like with a K. Um, oh right. Means to. Um, is it Greek? Greek, Latin. One of those two. One of one of those. <laughs> one of the ancient languages. One of the ancient ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, means to parody. Oh right. Okay. Um, and it was. I suppose at the time, like it will have evolved into 
what it is today that whole political as you say sometimes it has political elements sometimes it parodies other elements of life yeah exactly that there's um there's a lot of men involved in burlesque in the origins so now it's quite a heavily female dominated mm -hmm. industry that used to be mostly men like back in the old 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 days the old 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 days <laughs> when the only people that were allowed on stage were men Mm -hmm. Good old times. <laughs> not at all. Not even no. slightly. <laughs> not even slightly. <laughs> the good old times. <laughs> that's that's wild. And then you say that it's it's changed over the years. Yeah, it's changed massively. There was um, in more recent history, like 1900s, there was a a definite difference between American burlesque and British burlesque. Oh really? Um, yeah. It was. It came together um, with the British blondes, like uh -huh. kind of the American. British stuff came together to make more of what we know today um, and more scandalous seeing people's stockings oh good lord filth absolute filth and there were rules in the olden days about nudity uh -huh. um, so a woman could be naked on stage if she didn't move because it was art okay and then one day okay interesting um, someone's dress accidentally fell off oh, and there shucks. we have <laughs> There we have some stripping. Oh, yeah. Because there was definitely that period of time, I, I can't speak for other countries, but in the UK where it was like, to see a to see a lady's ankle was scandalous. Oh. Not, <laughs> too not the ankle. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> not the ankle. Good, oh. <laughs> mm, it's, it's, oh. And it's really interesting as well, because like, I've, I've talked about this before in regards to like the allure of um, specifically uh, like women's legs, should we mm -hmm. say. Like the ankle was scandalous, yeah. and then of course the skirts got shorter, and then the calf. Oh my lordy! Then just above the knee, good lord, that's outrageous! And then it went right up to like mini skirts, and yeah. now we've got like people with tiny hot pants or walking around in like bikini bottoms and stuff like that. And it's just like, okay, like the the are there people still out there that get tantalised by the ankle? I think they do. Oh, definitely, hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah. percent. You get all all strokes for all folks and yeah. stuff. But that's that's really interesting. The that dynamic of because I think when people think of burlesque in this day and age they definitely think of like the movie burlesque or like Moulin Rouge yeah can can girl type yeah. thing it's not it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not shaking the head oh god no it's there's not, not. <laughs> it has changed a lot yeah there's definitely elements of those things there's mm -hmm. a lot of costume inspiration still taken from things like mm -hmm. Moulin Rouge we've got ruffles corsets yeah yeah feathers stockings all that kind of stuff you see on there um but the burlesque movie did a big um there was a big boom yeah. in burlesque after the movie but it was people expecting the movie and not yeah what we know as burlesque because i mean that's what that that i was going to talk about this later but the <laughs> they skipped straight into the media's portrayal of burlesque because i know that I mean, obviously, being a sex educator and also running fetish nights and stuff like that, the media's portrayal of kink and um, fetish and stuff, especially with stuff like Fifty Shades of Grey, has skewed the the truth, shall uh -huh. we say, of the uh, of of the lifestyle and the life choices and stuff like that. Um, is it the same for burlesque? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah? It's, just... it's the most sort of whitewashed toned down version possible some of that movie is burlesque there's some good stuff in there there's all sorts but it, the kind of 
glamorous lifestyle that it looks like you have this huge dressing room and in reality you're getting changed in a broom cupboard Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, God, yeah. I once got changed in an ice cream van. In an ice um, cream van. I was doing an outdoor event, and the only place to get changed was like inside through a thing up the stairs to find the toilets that were out of use. Uh, That's uh, quite trek. the palaver. So yeah, I got changed in the ice cream van, which was. Um, was the ice cream it, person there? Yes. Yeah, he was sitting in the front in the cab. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and just like closed the window <laughs> like, while I got dressed. Leave you um, to it. And that's then just right. emerged in my burlesque costume. I love that. I lo Do you know what? Some of the weird things that we get into, like as as performers, the amount of times it is, it's like a broom closet or a, a like oh yeah some toilet somewhere, and you're just like desperately trying to keep your costume out of the piss puddles on the floor. Yes. And yeah. Oh god. What's the sketchiest place you've you've performed? You don't have to mention any names, but, but you can tell <laughs> us about the, the sketchiest place you've performed. Um, sketchiest place. I I performed in a pub function room to 12 people and a baby. Like a newborn baby. Okay. That was, um, it was interesting. We could hear them heckling us because there were, you know, yeah, 14 yeah. people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely changes things slightly. Yeah, that was a, that was a fundraiser event. I did, um... Was... A fundraiser with twelve people yeah, and a baby. Yeah, didn't wow. raise much That's... money. No, no, I can, <laughs> I can imagine, I can imagine. Well, I mean, I suppose whatever it was fundraising for, every penny counts. Yes. But you would think there'd probably be a bit more of a uh, an attendance element to it, for you, sure. You would hope. You would hope. With entertainment, there was comedy, there was burlesque. There was the crowd was not ready for burlesque. No. I think that happens a lot. Burlesque gets put into a lineup. Yeah. And the audience are not primed for what to no, expect. No, because burlesque is a very different audience interaction yes. than the vast majority of, of stage performance. Because I remember very clearly going to a burlesque show at an event um, and the burlesque, it was a burlesque element of a much bigger event mm -hmm. without mentioning any names. And I remember the burlesque performer coming on and taking off an item of clothes. Took off a glove, I yeah. seem to remember. Um, and I whooped and I cheered and I was like, yes, woo, well done, yes, fantastic. And people looked at me like I was the pervert and yeah. I was doing something wrong. And I was like, that's what you meant to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and is... yeah, that's the host's job to, <laughs> to, to, to inform everyone. Because yeah. there's nothing weirder than taking off your clothes to silence. Yeah, it just, it, it goes from... <laughs> we're having a, a happy-go-lucky time to this is really seedy now yeah yeah, yeah. it sounds weird yeah it's 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 an obscure one yeah it's, it's not <laughs> i nice. realize that anybody listening to the podcast now cannot see your face but the, the look of <laughs> sheer dismay that's on your way just oh god this is the, like the haunted flashbacks. look <laughs> the absolute haunted look just being like oh god oh those times oh, this is the worst and it's happened a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Usually, when it's not a burlesque show, it's burlesque as part of a bigger thing. Yeah, because and this is the other thing as well. Like, <clears throat> I suppose it's especially as a host. There's a difference between hosting like a variety show and hosting a variety show with burlesque elements or or a burlesque show. Yeah, they're three completely different yeah. things. And if your host does not know what they're doing no then the burlesque is not going to be received well 
Because you imagine your average couple that have gone mm -hmm. out to watch some nice singers or Magic Mike or something, and then the woman usually yeah. comes on and starts getting their kit off, and that's not what everyone wants to see, unfortunately. Especially if they're not expecting it. Yeah. Because surprise boobs. Su surprise boobs. As not much, everyone's cup of tea. So, as <laughs> much as we are very much in favour of the surprise boobs. Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely, because I've definitely seen it, in some of the shows that, that I've done where I've hosted and that you'll get the burlesque going on and it's all fun and games and they take the things and everyone's like, yeah, burlesque. And then they're like, ah, I feel uncomfortable because I'm here with my partner. And you've, you've just got yeah. like judgmental looks going around. Everyone's like looking around being like, okay, where are your eyes looking? Where, where are your <laughs> eyes looking? Yeah. Which in a burlesque event, it's like a celebration exactly. of, of the teas. Yeah. As it were. And looking at someone on stage is not cheating on the partner that you are sitting with. No, not by any no. stretch of imagination. Some people feel kind of. I suppose that, that. Yeah, that that comes into that. The the there's a whole conversation of is somebody watching pornography cheating? Mm. Is somebody going out with their friends and their friends get strippers cheating and and stuff yeah. like that? Which is realistically speaking a, a dynamic between that person and their partner do you know yeah. what i mean that's that's uh, not gonna tar everyone with the same brush all our comfort levels and trust levels and communication but that's a another conversation for another time but so in regards to that though i think a lot of people def definitely initially when they're first introduced to burlesque think of burlesque as stripping and they're very different they're both art forms but yeah. they're very very different yeah it is getting your kit off. There is yeah. stripping happening, but the difference to actual sex work that happens in strip clubs mm. is wild. There's um, there's quite a bit of debate about whether burlesque is stripping. There was a horrible point in time where burlesque became classed in the media as classy stripping. Oh, oh okay. And it, it created That's... this huge divide between hashtag not a stripper, which yeah. became a whole thing and burlesque kind of i don't want to be associated with that stuff that gross stripper sex work that's Ugh. so bad on so many levels yeah. as well because it, it it does it condemns sex work for so much more than it needs to be condemned like it doesn't need to be condemned at all sex yeah. work is real work for the clarity of everyone that's listening <laughs> um but it is that whole thing of being like, okay, we're gonna try and pile everything in together so that it feels disgusting to the public. And then there's, it creates that divide yeah. between burlesque dancers and the sex working, or the, yeah, I suppose that, that then is the question is, is burlesque sex work? Cause it's the, the art of the <clears throat> tease, isn't yeah. it? That's, that's what it is. I think sex work adjacent, if that's yeah. a category. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. um, it's you've still got the the stripping, the entertainment, the sales without the stigma, without the lack of safety, mm -hmm. without all the shit that sex workers have to go through just to do their job. And there are, to be clear, just for anybody listening, there are uh, many, many places out there that that are like strip joints and and um, where the sex workers are fine and they're grand and they're mm -hmm. very, very good. But we, it is well known that there is a lot of especially across the world in these places safety is not always a, a priority yeah uh, whereas 
within certainly within the ballet shows that, that I have been witness to and the ballet shows that I know get put on yeah. the safety is always a priority top yeah. top notch yeah. 110% absolutely and it's just not it's it's the it's the cool factor in air quotes of okay. like being like a stripper but none of the hard stuff if that none makes of sense the hard stuff as in as in none not of... getting down to actual genitalia and yeah i mean a lot of people draw their line there i found the hardest part about club stripping was not getting completely naked it was making sales to men all night mm. and getting sales constant sales which is a completely different job yeah no it's definitely a, a different dynamic and it's a different skill set as well like yeah. having friends who are both um in the burlesque side of things and the sex work side of things, they're, they're two different skill sets. Yeah. They're two completely different Hugely. skill sets. Um, and, but at the same time, it, I think it also needs to be said that they're both art forms. Yeah. Like there is an art form to, to stripping in, in a strip club yeah. that I think is massively undervalued. Yeah. Because these people, regardless of gender, are toned and dance and perform and they know how to move their bodies and they know how to to incite certain reactions from people or after yeah. those things so that's not that we're here to talk about that side of things no. but, <laughs> but i think it's i think it's an important dynamic that it is worth considering or worth mentioning at least that it's exactly what you were saying a second ago about that dynamic of not can not using burlesque to condemn the sex work yeah exactly you know? Which is great, which is which because we're we're all in this together, and we should be supporting each other yeah. and all that jazz. You know, it's great, it's fantastic. But then, so like in regards to burlesque, though, I am aware that there are different, just as you were talking about different um, dance forms before, because obviously it's changed over the yeah. years and and those dynamics. Uh, but then there are also different levels of people uh, of of like people's. Oh my god, words. Um, <laughs> people's personal boundaries into what they're prepared to go into. Because having hosted shows, there's plenty of people that are like, how far am I allowed to go? Can I get completely naked? Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. But then there's the question. Does that then become stripping because they're doing, because they're getting completely naked? Oh. It depends on what kind of license your venue's got. <laughs> Whether you're allowed to get completely naked. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's a weird line. I've definitely got more comfortable with it over the years. When I first started burlesque, um, I danced with, with a group of people that had taken classes at the same mm -hmm. place. And half of us didn't even take our bras off. It was not topless. Yeah. We didn't do pasties until you were ready for it. Which and there was, there was no pressure. And it was really good because I was not quite 18 <laughs> when okay. I started Velasque. Right. So there was, not that anyone knew. <laughs> okay. Um, there was no pressure. I never felt any pressure to do this or that. There's no formula. You don't have to do pasties to make it Velasque. No, no. Um, and then after, probably after I'd gone to uni and just the whole process of uni being more liberating than living with your parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got very comfortable with it very quickly. <laughs> Which is great, which is fantastic, because there's so many different forms of it as well, because you do quite classique. Yeah. To, well, would you would you describe what you do as, as the classique? How would you describe your own, your own act? That's a really good question that I've been trying to pin down the answer to <laughs> for years, trying to um, figure, out what, figure out what is my niche. 
Um, classic stuff with with some extra filth. Love that. Love <laughs> that. I mean, you know what I'm like. I'm all for a little extra Always filth. Always a little extra filth. Um, I've dipped my toe into the comedy side. Um, I've done a little drag king work. Um, I love them. I just feel like it's something I want to explore more, but it's not necessarily within my skill set at the minute. It's going to take a lot more work. Because that, that's something that's... that's hard. Yeah, because burlesque is perceived... I think a lot of people, especially if they don't know much about burlesque, burlesque is perceived to be like a specific thing, like we talked about the Moulin Rouge, yeah. the, the Dita movie. Dita Von Tees. Dita Von Tees, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think Dita Von Tees, especially in the 90s, was like people's introduction to burlesque. She was mine. Yeah. That's how mm. I found about it. This woman that was married to Marilyn Manson yeah. in my teenage self was obsessed with. Yeah. I was like, who is this woman? I want to do that. Who are you? Why are you in a champagne glass? Yes. I have I so want many one. questions. <laughs> I want my own champagne glass just for my house. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that. But I suppose that's the introduction. But it's what I found wild, especially going into more cabaret and, and stuff was how many genres within burlesque oh, there yeah. are. So many. Because it's, yeah, it's wild. It, yeah. It's it's hard to find something that's not burlesque. Like, you can do so many performance styles, art performances, and they can all be burlesque mm -hmm. if you want them to be. Yeah. The, the creativity is quite literally, like, endless. I have seen the absolute filthiest of the filthy through the most like crying, laughing comedy. Yeah. Um, like right through to some really quite heartfelt moments of of like really like people that really play on your emotion. You're like, oh my God, what? What? I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sad, and this person's taking their clothes off, and I'm but I'm I'm very confused. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I think it's really beautiful that you can have such amazing storytelling. Yeah. With the burlesque. Is that something that you would say is particularly key to burlesque is, is having a story to tell? I think it's key to making your act interesting. Okay. All right. Um, something that makes you stand out, having a reason to be on stage mm -hmm. that's not kind of a, a cookie cutter burlesque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something to differentiate you from the next person who yeah. might have the same colour costume how are we telling the two apart oh well she told her story about heartbreak but this very similar looking one actually made me feel something else mm -hmm. and differentiating in that way and it's not always lust no, not contrary always. to many people's popular belief <laughs> because there is, there is that element there is that obviously the art of the tease the mm -hmm. art of taking I, I remember somebody telling me years ago about um a, a performer and you know what this might well be complete hearsay i've got no <laughs> idea but they were telling me about a performer in like the 50s or 60s who did burlesque um and she'd do a show every friday night mm -hmm. um and she every single show would she take one item of clothing off yeah so she'd start with like she'd make an entire routine about taking off one glove yes and people would go back week after week because they wanted to see the next bit that she took off yes. and the next bit and and i love that i love the fact that you can you can really and it's not like milking it for all it's worth it's i am bringing you into this because it, it's that anticipation of 
yes. what's going to be there. And, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, like we've, we all know what's going to, well, we assume what's going to be underneath the glove yeah. when you take it off. It's going to be a bare arm. More than probably. likely. More than likely. <laughs> but it's how they make you want to see that. Yes. That I think is fascinating. Which is, I mean, that's that's a massive thing about perception and what we consider within our with our minds about, like, a hand tantalising to some, not tantalising to others. That's perfectly fine. But the way that one person can lure you in yeah. to that that dialogue, just yes. being like, yeah, you want to see this hand. Yeah. It might not be. And how? Thing, it's just a hand. It's just. But it's you've just made it something. Yeah. You had something of it. It's that building the anticipation. Yeah. It's it was the NFTs of the nineteen fifties. <laughs> uh, yes. Absolutely no substance, but yeah, everyone wants one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like capturing your audience is a yeah. is an important part. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And so, because obviously you run burlesque shows as yes. and, and burlesque classes yes. as well, along with Ariel and a million other things. <laughs> it's like we do too much, you do too much. Yes. <laughs> but um, do, like, what? At what point did you think about teaching burlesque over just the performance element? I think I wanted to teach. I just wanted to pass it on because I oh, sounding really corny. <laughs> burlesque completely changed my outlook of what was possible. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know you could do this, put your own acts together and mm. go perform them and get booked and travel and tell stories. And even down to like meeting new friends, having the best time backstage, mm -hmm. all that stuff. I just wanted to share that. <laughs> I just wanted to share I just it. Wanted to share that. <laughs> um, and just to be something a little different that was, um, my classes are tailored towards creating burlesque performers with acts to sell. Oh right, to okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's really good because that's, I mean, that's a big thing in the industry, yeah. isn't it? It's just like, when do you start charging? Yeah. Because everyone, I mean, the performance industry is ruthless and everyone will always, like, I've always found it baffling because my, my first thought is, right, I want to pay everybody that ever works for me. Yes. But that isn't everybody's first thought. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, yeah, we teach so much more than just how to peel a glove. We do business classes, we do social media classes, oh, we do how to get booked, how to apply for a show, how to not piss off a producer. I love how the to, fact that that's a thing. <laughs> how to cut the tags out of your goddamn costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> Pet peeve of Pet mine. Peeve. I chase people with scissors. Just because they've still the tags. got tags in their costumes. <laughs> yes. I suppose it's like like having the, the sticker still on the bottom of your shoe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we just got some new shoes for the thingy. Don't don't dance in brand new shoes, friends. Don't. No, never. Like, wear, wear, wear them in first. You will regret it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So you say that like burlesque like completely changed your outlook on life was it as as in like the dance performance or just your outlook in general i think both okay was i didn't know what that was possible for my dance career mm -hmm. to go that way i always there was no plan b i wanted to dance i wanted to teach dance i wanted to perform dance and i have and that's what i do now full time 
which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't know it could take this route. I didn't know this route existed. Oh, Jesus. So it was quite a limited mindset because at 16, 17, when I was looking to the future, applying to colleges, applying to conservatoires, it was very much contemporary dance was the thing mm. and cruise ships. And there's nothing wrong with that. I have so many friends that do both of those things, but it just wasn't my thing. But I didn't know what my thing was. Yeah. I didn't quite fit into... Because it's definitely, box. like, in regards to performance as a whole, dance, because I, I, obviously I've done a lot of stuff on um, loads of so many different things, but dance is not, like, the automatic go-to. Like, I would, if I was booking a variety show, I wouldn't immediately think to book just a dancer. Yeah. I think, oh, I'll book a burlesque dancer, or I'll book a dancer that does uh, acrobatics or something yeah. like that you would have those elements but it wouldn't like I think a lot of the time when it comes to dance it's either professional ballroom professional ballet you're part of a troupe that yeah. back in dances thingies but there's not the greatest amount of opportunities to create for yourself exactly is the way I'd put it yeah do you think the burlesque is definitely one of those elements that you can then yeah there is a massive creative freedom to do whatever you want I love that yeah I love that it's the simplest way to put it play to your strengths and do the things that make you happy because if you're happy on stage your audience can tell yeah and if you're um, sometimes it's easy to fall into a trap and I definitely did previously creating an act that you think other people want to see ooh that's interesting because you think it'll get booked more but you can tell yeah when someone's doing something they really really enjoy yeah and that's what you want to see even if it's not the best act in the show the best act in the city but if someone's really truly mm. enjoying what they are doing that makes a world of difference yeah, I completely concur. I think that's that goes for all art forms, but definitely with burlesque. Yeah. Because there's a, a certainly an element of you can tell when somebody's like nervous. Yeah. Um, you can tell when somebody's bored. <coughs> Sorry, you cough away. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell when somebody's nervous, and you can tell when somebody's bored. Yes. Like I've definitely seen performers who have obviously done the same routine. 200, 300, yeah. 400 times that month yep. and they're just like <laughs> okay here we go again that's, yeah. that's the thing and it's all just clockwork at that point um, but is there is there a part especially being a teacher is there a part of it where you get to see that that flare in a student's eyes when they're just like this is this that's is my favourite thing that's your favourite thing I love yeah. it I love that and it takes some exploration yeah quite a lot of exploration because there's no one size fits all there's no because I, I remember having conversations when I was talking about my burlesque and stuff and it was just like yeah I only ever prep 60% of a routine yeah because the other 40% is going to be audience interaction I can absolutely guarantee it just because that's yeah. the way I perform yeah and then you've got other people that are like nope I, I need to choreograph to yeah. the count yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything's choreographed yeah. to absolute perfection and it's like that's fantastic that's the way you perform yeah but um, yeah, there's there is no like one size fits all. No, that's not. And f 
someone finding that that spark of joy mm. that they love and it feels like everything just clicks into place and then that's when you can start making a connection with your audience yeah which just makes it so much better to watch and to do yeah and what okay there i mean you've, you've literally just said the connection to the audience there audience participation oh the scandal mm -hmm. it's it's uh i have seen an awful lot of things where people have because I, I know a lot of um, performers who do involve people in the audience yeah. they go and sit on someone's knee they go and do the little things but things are changing you can't just or you shouldn't just do that yeah there's a consent process there. Oh, look at that that <laughs> lovely consent word we love that word because it's it's really important especially when you're doing something that is so for lack of a better term erotically charged yeah that there, there does need to be consent elements to yeah. it yeah and you can't tell someone's boundaries just from jumping off stage no and um it often performers will have a plant yeah their partner or their friend's partner or someone they know in the audience who they can go and play with and yeah, stroke yeah, their yeah. hair and sit on their lap who's also not going to try and sue them afterwards or for doing things. the other side of things <laughs> feel them up yes because that's that's the other side of it. Yeah, that goes both ways. <laughs> the, the consent of the performer to the audience, but then the consent of the audience being you you sit on the wrong person who's a little bit too drunk and they get a bit too leery. Yes, that's always yeah. fun. That's always fun. So um, yeah, with audience participation, some some shows have um, in the beginning they'll give their their roles and things, you no know, photography and mm -hmm. clap and cheer and make noise. Um, and they'll have like a little consent thing so if the host might say if you see a performer come off stage and come towards you and you don't want to interact do you um, cross your arms in front of your chest to make an yeah. X to say you don't want it or just look away and make it really obvious I've the, my favourite one was um, I won't say who the performer is just in case the thingy, but they, they said uh, if, if an audience member doesn't want to to be involved or what have you tell them to tell them to do a shush a little a little shh. Like and that, that way that way it's kind of like a it's subtle it doesn't bring draw attention yeah. to the person being like oh well that person doesn't want to be involved yeah because i have seen some like especially in magic acts and it's just like oh come and do this thing and they're yes. just like i don't want to be involved and it's like come on you can get involved <laughs> i don't want to be involved that's not something that i want but that's yeah that's like a, a big thing and I suppose that's that's the really important thing is having that. Okay, what what is going to be the consent levels? What are we yeah. going to do as a, our signals? And that's the responsibility of the host, really. Yes. Or and the discussions with the performers, being like, okay, who's got who has got audience participation <laughs> here? <laughs> yeah, find out what the protocol is for yeah. that performer or that show. Yeah. And there needs to be a valid option to say no. Yeah. And it helps to know what you're saying yes to in advance that's good yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all well and good saying yes i will come up on stage and sit on a chair while yeah. you dance around me but then what happens is this person gonna have their top taken off them yeah something that's happened a lot like i consented to sitting on the stage i didn't consent to being stripped being stripped yeah i think that kind of conversation needs to happen in advance yeah because i've definitely met performers who obviously take all, all of that into account and now i've definitely met performers who are just like well this is the way i do the show so like it or lump it and i'm like 
No. No. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not weird. It might have been the way that you did things at one point, but that's not the way we do things. Like, mm. Or certainly not in the shows that I'm a part of. So, you know. Um, but that's that's really interesting. But, like, I suppose straight on from that, there is also the element of the, as we mentioned, audiences getting a little too comfortable, shall we say. Oh, yes. And because, like, especially with some of these shows, your dressing room isn't necessarily on the stage. No. And you might have to walk through the audience Yes. To get back to it. the look of re absolute <laughs> resignation. <laughs> the look of resignation on your face. Just, oh, God, yep. yes. Okay, we, we're going to talk about that. We know this too well. Um, yeah, as the night goes on, the drunker people get, mm -hmm. the worse it gets. And they very rarely mean harm by it, but that's not how it comes across when no. someone's grabbing you or they're too drunk and they're standing inches from your face. Yeah. And the holding, I find a lot of the time women will hold on to me because they are struggling to stand up. Yeah. And they're getting closer and closer. And they're just, they're not even like inappropriate groping, but their personal space yeah. issue. I have a big problem with. Yeah. It just, it's really hard to get away with it from while still being professional, being nice because you're at work, yeah. you're being paid to be there. And it's causing a scene versus. There's definitely that element to it. And I also find <clears throat> that, or I have found it in my experience and, and the experience of many of the um, uh, performers that I, I know, uh, women do tend to be worse about yeah. it because there's a, a dynamic of, but it's all right because like I'm either the same gender of you or I remember having a conversation where I took a photo with somebody and some like a, a lady took a big old fistful of my backside it was um and i was just like that's not okay and she was mm -hmm. like it's all right you're a bloke and i'm like no no. <laughs> <laughs> not under no. any circumstances nothing makes it okay like it's 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 a really weird one because it is that as you say that balance between keeping the professionalism of being like okay i'm a performer i'm a thing is especially when you've taken your clothes off and you're like you're not going to go and pick all the clothes up there's yeah. stage kittens for mm -hmm. that you know <laughs> so you take your clothes off and you're like right go straight back to the the changing room yeah and then you're like okay i'm walking through a variety of very drunk people that little element of intimidation yeah it's a tricky one to navigate mm -hmm. and if the, there's feels sometimes like a, a power imbalance when you're on stage you're the one in yeah. control you're people are sitting and watching you and as soon as you step off the stage i think people see that power balance shift and because you're no longer the performer you're now somebody wearing no clothes yeah yeah and on the same level like literally on the same level but also you're just one of us now because you're in the audience just trying yeah. to make a beeline for your disgusting toilet dressing room <laughs> not all of them are disgusting toilet dressing rooms i mean some some of them are quite nice nice toilets nice toilets <laughs> nice uh, clean toilets you know um but yeah yeah Okay, on, on to more positive side yes. of things, though, because I think I think the, the negative is important to talk about, but it is important to discuss the, the positive side of things. And going back to you doing your um, classes mm. in burlesque, which is fantastic, and I, and I love to see it, and I love the fact that you invite me to come and doorman the, the shows that I can attend, which Always. is great. I love it. I, I love it because I get to see all the shows and performance, and 
and it's also great as well to see them because obviously from my point of view I see like snapshots yeah. so I see like here's a routine of somebody who's just started burlesque Yeah. here's a routine of them six months on and just watching that growth is beautiful to see yeah. that, that self confidence that they have in themselves and I don't know whether it's just uh, a self confidence in the art form but it kind of feels like burlesque helps people get a confidence in themselves yeah it's a brilliant side effect of coming to class yeah it's just this self-confidence self-esteem self-worth oh right yeah like i'm not just a parent i'm not just a spouse i am my own person who can do whatever i want and whether they find performing liberating taking their clothes off liberating or they're a non-strip performer yeah. who just likes to be on stage, carving out some me time to come to class in the week and getting to show people what they're passionate about, passionate about it just makes people feel like beyond. Yeah, and it, it's yeah. great as well because it's not like I think a lot of people, especially again when they don't know much about burlesque, think of a very specific type of person um, young, very fit, of a certain body shape and what have you. Mm -hmm. But that is not the case at all. No, it's literally for everyone. It's so no amazing. Your size, race, gender, age, age, anything. Yeah, anything goes. And and yeah, it's it's really. I think one of the the greatest things about burlesque that I've seen, especially especially at your shows, actually, because I see it from an audience perspective. Mm -hmm is the amount of inspiration that people in the audience get because they see they're seeing their friends they're seeing their parents they're seeing their kids they're yeah. seeing whatever get up and, and do their thing and really feel confident about themselves and and embrace that yeah that sexiness yeah you know we get the most class inquiries and signups immediately after a show that doesn't like in the half me. hour after the show when, <laughs> I, when i'm mingling through the audience handing out business cards <laughs> but you're also exhausted going like put on this entire yeah. show good luck fantastic <laughs> oh jesus but that because there's also the element because you have like your showcases have the individual performers yeah but then you have like a, a group performance of the yeah. entire class as well and i've not really looked too much into burlesque troops but you're saying that's how you started that is how i started we were a troop and then some of us did solo bits yeah. as well there's um there is actual scientific research on um how dancing as a group makes you feel good um whether it's really? in class just dancing um something about the synchronicity of just dancing with other people oh, right, okay. um, there are articles on it there are, there <laughs> just are articles. Just you Google. <laughs> refer to science somewhere. That's um, just just about how it makes you feel good to be part of a group, to be part of a collective. Um, actual endorphins. Actual endorphins. Actual endorphins. I love that. And I suppose that, like, obviously, going back to the fact that this is a sex education podcast, and um, talking about the the ramifications. I say ramifications. The the great benefits of like burlesque on sex, sex lives, um, dynamics between partners and stuff. And I think a lot of it, from my experience at least, it stems down to that self-confidence. 
Yeah. Because if you're confident in yourself. I think that's the bottom line. The the better mm. you feel about yourself, the better things are going to go. And it is definitely, confidence is definitely one of the sexiest elements out there. Yes. Like, somebody <laughs> yes, walks is. into a room and you're just like, my God, <laughs> be still, my quivering quim. <laughs> 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 It's just like, okay, that person knows what they're about, let's go, you know? And I think that's one of the big tantalising things about burlesque, I, I mean, I would imagine, yes. is is the, the self-confidence elements um, of it. Though I think the real question that I think a lot of people would ask, and maybe you will be able to share a little bit more as okay. a, a long-time burlesque performer, but also a um, like somebody who teaches as well, is uh, do do people take it into the bedroom? Yes. Yeah? Yes, they do. Oh, wow. Um, we've had some glowing reports. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah, some of our... Uh, teaching people how to move. Or not necessarily how to move, but how they feel good yes. moving. Um, one of my big things when I'm teaching is, I'll teach you this choreo, and I'm not trying to make you a mini version of me. I'm. I want you to do it. What feels good for you? Yeah. Because I move this way doesn't mean you can or you will or you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to move in a way that makes you feel good. And then we've done strip teases. We've done lap dances. We've done specific item removals. And then people go home and do this for their partners. And then they text us and say, "You'll never guess what happened last night." <laughs> And it does work. If that's something you want to do, it works. So and it's not even like these people have to they are coming to specifically be on a show. They are also coming to, like, it could just be a personal thing. It could just be a I want to get confident with myself, yeah. with my partner in the in the boudoir. Yes, and just absolutely. Like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. And oh, yeah. Because I suppose that's the thing that I always think of in regards to burlesque because obviously rehearsals, not necessarily sexy. Not sexy, a lot of panting, <laughs> sweating. <laughs> Hair all over the place, <laughs> costumes hanging off you a little bit, you know. <laughs> and you practice taking something off and then you put it on again and then yeah. you practice taking it off again and you put it on. <laughs> and you're just and like, good lord, the chafing that I'm having on this, this glove one now. That's why you should um, always get costumes that fit nicely. And mm. <laughs> costumes, amusingly, costumes, in my experience, have always been beautiful on the outside. Yeah. yeah. Shoddy on the inside. The shoddy on the inside. Odd, odd stitching, random glue gun. Yeah. Just, it's fine, because once it's taken off, it's on the floor and no one's going to be paying attention to it. Yeah. It's something I've become more aware of as we've gone on. Like, if I take off this glove and we peel it inside out, what does the inside look like? So I now have reversible gloves. I've gone oh, that far. Really? You have gone <laughs> all gone in. I've gone that far. Um, decorating the inside of a corset. So if I've sewn a load of appliques, sequins, all sorts of stuff to it, and then I've got all the ugly stitching on the inside, covered it with lining fabric. So Wise. that when you open it outwards so the audience can see the inside, Wise. the inside's pretty. Yeah, no, that is... Stepping up my costume game. I like it. No, it's, I, think it's, I think it's a really important part of of everybody's dynamics in that regard um, because it, it's I think there's a point where you focus so much on the the dancing side of things and then 
the the thought to the costume side of things is second yeah and then as time goes on you're like cool i've got the dancing side of things oh jesus look at the stitching on this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's it used to be a thing that i would make the cost the costume i could afford at the time yeah and then piece by piece embellish it make it better make it bigger replace bits mm. uh, but i'm trying to go all in from the beginning now that's good make... does it not i suppose it makes a difference does it not to, to yeah. start start good yes <laughs> <laughs> or start better than good <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah start better than good i love that because yeah it's was it also adds to the durability of it and what have you yeah exactly. okay question what's the shoddiest costume you've performed in um my point shoes are pretty dead <laughs> <laughs> so for my rock sign I've, i i wear my red sparkly point shoes and they've been dead for a long time and that's Roxanne from like the moulin, moulin rouge, rouge yeah, yeah. <laughs> like full grufty that yeah. one yeah <laughs> please do that again <laughs> I love it. I love that it one. so much. Um, you don't want to look at those. They're falling apart. The inside's disgusting. The outside's not much better. And point shoes as in the ballet shoes. As yeah. in the ballet shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm in the process of making some new ones. Not making the shoes. Uh, I was about to I say, have, hold on. What? I bought the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Embellishing some new yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to go a bit fancier with a bit more of an ombre Ooh. rather than just plain red yeah, yeah stepping it up oh that's that's always good oh well, you, yeah. you're on this this new clique of uh of, of costume design yeah yes oh very good that's very good. that's probably the worst thing those shoes should have been retired a while ago i think the worst one that i've done was i did a charity gig and one of the performers didn't show up and i w i had brought their costume which was my monkey onesie <laughs> yep. I, I brought a monkey onesie and they were going to do it to that um discovery channel you and me yeah that one yeah, yeah yeah was i there at this show yeah you might have I been i don't know it's, it's a blur i'm not gonna I'm lie i'm pretty sure i was there <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay the person that's meant to be here that they haven't showed up god oh no this is the worst and they were just like yeah we're not going to book this person again and i was like do you want me to step in and yep. then I listened to the song nine times outside and, and, went, and, and, did it. and went and did it in the shittest boxer shorts. They were bad. I was definitely there. Yeah. I'm having those. flashbacks. Oh, good. I can, I can imagine <laughs> the nightmares you're going to have right now. Because like, I was just like, I'm going to go down. I'm going to hand them this costume. And I'm going to have a couple of beers and enjoy the show. Yep. That'll be fine and dandy. And they was like, no, I'm going to get up and, and fill in and, and be fine and help these people out. It's great. It's going to be wonderful. And I was like, oh, this is bad. I am not wearing anything alluring right now. All right. Okay. Here we go. That probably <laughs> added to the, no, it, oh, added to the oh, thing. Sketchy chic. That was it. Sketchy chic. <laughs> Trademark that. <laughs> It's the only it's very you. It's very you. It's how dare you? How dare you? All right. I will have you know. You're in my house. You're aware. It's like Prince Fuck the Moulin Rouge in here. Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's very me. That's fantastic. What about yourself then? Have you, has, have your, have you taken uh, certain elements of the, the burlesque into the boudoir? Yeah, I like to tease. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's just great. Do you know what? It's nice to have someone watching you and you just you can just see them like 
just want you. Does if it? If that makes sense, and you're yeah, milking no. it for all you can. C- completely and utterly, I did, like though immediately in my mind, I can imagine a lot of people that may be listening are immediately like, "Oh God, no!" Could do it in front of lots of people because they're an amorphous blob. But um, like that one person. It's a lot more pressure. It's a lot more pressure. I've never really given that much of a shit about what other people think about me. That is fair. That is fair. <laughs> For as long as I've known you, I agree. You yeah. haven't. And um, to be fair, if you've already got someone in the bedroom with you, yeah. they already want to have sex with you anyway. You may as well. Probably. Yeah. So go Milk for it out it. for all it's worth. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Make them wait. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, for those listeners, the uh, look of sheer amusement <laughs> on, your, on your face there. Just, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the thing that's happening. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. And it, I suppose, it, yeah, it really comes down to that, that self-confidence, that self-worth, that... Yeah, and I think once you've done it once, yeah. you'll have the confidence to do it again. Yeah. Because it's going to go down well. If you finish the routine, you know. Oh, never. Never finish a routine. <laughs> never finish a routine. Tease them to the point where they want they, they can't help it. They need to get up and, and yeah. do something about it. Yes. Yes. I can't say I've ever done a full choreographed routine in the bedroom. We're not doing a three and a half minute song. No, God no. no. Jesus. How patience of a saint they must have. <laughs> Just be like, No, it's all right, it's okay, it's great. Sit on your hands. It's all right. <laughs> Don't move. It's great. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. I love that. I love that. What advice would you give to new people that might be thinking of burlesque or that have just started going to burlesque? If they're thinking of doing it, jump in the deep end and do it. Mm. Just go for it. People think about signing up for classes for weeks and months, sometimes even years before they actually do it, and then say, I wish I'd done this sooner. Yeah. Is is usually the prevailing opinion. Um, and if you've already done it, uh, immerse yourself in it. Go to classes, not just with one instructor. Go see what else there is out there. Because if there's, if you live in a city where there's one class, there's going to be another. Yeah. Guaranteed. And those two teachers are going to teach completely differently to each other, and they'll both have different experiences and different things to show you, and learn about the history. Go to shows, stage kitten at shows get as involved as you can and whoop try and for other performers we'll put other performers buy tickets if yeah. you're in the place to buy tickets that is the only thing keeping burlesque alive is buying tickets for shows yeah, yeah, yeah. which gets increasingly difficult as you know yeah selling yeah, tickets certainly. especially at the moment with so many things going on yeah. um cost of living crisis and all that jazz oh, yes. people don't want to or, or are I, don't, I wouldn't say they don't want to. They are more aware of where their money's going. Yeah. And priorities change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And though burlesque is a core essential to some of us, it yes. might be a, considered a luxury to others. You know? Yeah. But I think that's that's really important. Is like one of the dynamics that I've always found about burlesque is it's not just an art form. It is a community. It is. Like even if people yep. that don't do burlesque themselves, there's people that go and and will travel around with groups of friends, and they're like, I, I'll just be in every audience. I'll be there whooping. I'll be yeah. there cheering. I'll be there videoing for so you can send it off to somebody else. You know, because yeah. that's the thing that's also important to remember. Like video your 
pieces so that you know you can yes. send them to yes. other people because <laughs> <laughs> i am terrible at that yes you need yeah. videos um yeah it's nice to see the same the same staple audience members at yeah. lots of shows and then you can become friends with people that way and meet friends go to a show by yourself if you have to if you have not got friends who want to go with you just go and you'll make new friends yeah guaranteed and you've already got something in common yeah you're you're yeah. both like burlesque yeah no, you just gotta be really brave and do it yeah just go do it. that thing on your own just go do that thing just go do that thing go do that thing <laughs> well thank you so much for joining me today roxy royale thank you, you for having me you're very 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 welcome where can people find you on the instagrams on the instagrams uh, at roxy royale mm-hmm same for website roxyroyale.com uh-huh um facebook roxyroyale <laughs> and what about uh your studio my studio sunset studios beverly and house of royale burlesque which is my burlesque classes run from sunset studios yeah yes fantastic so you can all go and follow this wonderful individual um, a long-time friend of mine. Uh, for those people that are listening on the podcast, I will also stick them in the down in the description, uh, either of the video on YouTube or of um, the podcast itself. So scroll down, give those links a click, go give this wonderful individual a follow. Um, but thank you so much for uh, joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, great, very welcome. It's been You're fun. Very welcome. <laughs>